It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked on Cougars, the daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars, hosted by yours truly, Jay Catch. Thanks for joining me on this daily podcast focused on all things BYU athletics. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all things BYU news, notes, insider information, and opinion you can't find anywhere else. Thanks again for joining me. Today's show, the layout of how we're going to go about it today, talking about a report from Vanquish the Foe, the guys over there reporting that BYU guard Jasheer Hardnett has abruptly decided to transfer out of the BYU basketball program. We'll talk about the ramifications of that decision and how it affects the team, as well as hard net going forward. Second segment of the show, we got a number of things with the BYU football program, some news and notes to catch you up on that we'll talk about in the second segment. And everything else we haven't touched on in today's podcast that's in the news will be covered in our final segment with Quick Hits. That's the framework of today's show. Thanks again for joining me. Great thing about this podcast is it's easy to find you actually can tell your smart speaker if you got one for Christmas all you have to do is say play podcast locked on Cougars whether it's an Alexa or a Google Home or whatever smart speaker you have simply tell it play podcast locked on Cougars and you'll have the latest and greatest in BYU news right at your fingertips figuratively right and you're you're able to listen to it right away all right without further ado let's get going this is locked on Cougars for January 8th 2019 Alright, some of you may have seen the reports last night that BYU guard Jasheer Hardnett is transferring out of the BYU basketball program. The report coming on Vanquish the Foe, part of the SB Nation kind of sites. They're a conglomerate of blogs. And Steve Pierce wrote the story for Vanquish the Foe and a tip of, tip of the cap to him and the team over there at Vanquish the Foe. Uh, Jasheer Hardnett will be a loss for the BYU basketball program. I trust these guys sourcing. And if you want further evidence, of why you should trust it. Well, BYU Sports Nation, the wholly owned BYU sports show that is part of BYU TV, BYU Broadcasting, talked about it on their show today. So that lends credence to the report. should only strengthen people's faith in what the guys at Vanquish the Foe are doing. So, like I said, I tip my cap to Steve Pierce on this report. Uh, sources telling him that Jasheer Hardnet decided to leave the program just before winter semester started on Monday. Did not show up to the team's schedule practice or film session Monday after their lopsided loss to St. Mary's Saturday night 88-66. to We talked about that earlier this week. But Hardnett during that game had a pretty vocal exchange with uh, p- coaches on the bench and you could see it. They caught it on camera and he was sounding his displeasure it sounds like. He only played five minutes in the game. Uh, he started up until just about just last week for the BYU basketball program. Kind of been taken out of the rotation. McKay Cannon, Nick Emery taking a lot of the minutes away from Hardnet and sounds like he was dissatisfied with his role and decided to go elsewhere. 
Um, this is a loss for the BYU basketball program. I've talked about a lot. I talked about it on yesterday's podcast. I feel like the buy-in from this team is lacking. Well, if you want further evidence of a team that it might be fractured or something's going on in the locker room that's not right, well, a midseason transfer usually will tell you something like that. So it's very interesting to see what's going to happen with BYU and how they kind of balance this with figuring out, okay, how can we adjust to having one less guy on this roster who's played a large role with the team. Hardnetted averaged 10.9 points this season, just over two rebounds and just under two assists before his departure. So that's a hole in the lineup that BYU has to fill, especially the point guard spot. They'd played Hardnet and TJ Haas in kind of a dual point guard role. Both of them allowed to control the action, move the ball, bring it up the court. And now you're going to be down to TJ Haas. Does McKay Cannon take on a bigger role? Does Nick Emery stay step up, get more shots now. There's going to be a lot to be answered about that, but I think the bigger issue here is this. A midseason transfer screams out loud, at least to me, this is just my thought on this, screams to me that something is not right in the BYU men's basketball locker room. And I'm not sure it can be fixed because if a guy's leaving, decides he's out almost overnight, seemingly, he's decided, yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. It, it's not a, it's not a good situation, and I think Dave Rose has got to really evaluate what guys on his roster he can trust, who he's going to go with going forward. Because, like I said, this is a sizable loss for a Division One basketball program that's already scuffling along. They're nine and eight on the season. They're one and one in conference play, just barely starting conference play, and now they have some home games this week that they're expected to win. Will this departure negatively affect the rest of the roster? We'll see. But it screams to me that something is not right in that locker room and there needs to be um, some serious, I guess, repair work done by the coaching staff, the players. Might need to be a players-only meeting to kind of have a so-called come-to-Jesus meeting where guys are able to kind of speak their mind, get it out on the table and explain where they stand because it's, it's just not a healthy locker room when you have a guy who's been a big time contributor suddenly see his playing time reduced and he decides yeah I'm out uh, Jasheer Harden had a kid from Mississippi BYU had scheduled the game at Mississippi State this year specifically well not specifically but in a large part as to get him closer to his family so they could come out and see him play uh, he played a sizable role in that game but now he is going to transfer he did it before the semester started before he officially enrolled in class so as uh, the guys at Vanquish the Foe note, he might be able to sit out this coming semester as well as the first semester next year and then be eligible for a new program if that's what he so desires to pursue. I don't know what his intentions are. He hasn't spoken to anybody as far as I'm aware at the time of recording of this podcast. We'll be sure to update you if anything does come out, if he does speak or if more details come out with additional reports, etc. etc. But it's just not a good look for Dave. Rose's team, especially when they're sitting right about 500 on the season, and this could be a year where BYU misses out on the postseason entirely. I know a lot of people have talked about this week that Dave Rose should he or shouldn't he return in the if BYU doesn't make the postseason this year. That's a debate we can have later on. I'm not going to weigh in on that right now, but this is. This screams to me, this departure midseason of Jasheer Hardnett, a guy who was part of kind of that rotation of eight or nine guys that BYU had been playing pretty heavily this year. It screams to me there's something wrong in that locker room, and Jasheer Hardnett wasn't willing to put up with it. 
whether um, inside that locker room, meaning he had issues with his teammates or if he had issues with coaches. His outburst on the sideline on, on the bench at in Moraga at the St. Mary's game, it seemed like he was barking at the coaches. He didn't uh, wasn't satisfied only playing five minutes in that game. Um, and he, I think he just decided enough's enough and I'm out. And We'll see what happens. I, I'm interested to see where he ends up if he goes tra- decides to transfer closer to home. He's a young man that went to JUCO in the Northeast after playing his prep ball there in Mississippi. So he's been tr- well-traveled. He's been all over the country playing hoops. But I wonder where he'll ultimately decide to go. Um, he also had the opportunity uh, to do a graduate transfer according to Vanquish the Foe. Uh, if he were, were to graduate, you can transfer, of course. We see it in football all the time where he becomes immediately eligible the next season but we'll see I, I wish the best to Hardnet. I hope he, hope he finds what he is looking for I've got no ill will toward him the BYU basketball program they shouldn't have any ill will towards him because by all reports especially the one here for Vanquish the Foe uh, me, saying that he was on track to graduate and I feel like that's the one thing if a young man signs with a Division 1 program and we're talking makes an extended run with that team I'm not talking about a true freshman who shows up for two weeks and decides he's out I'm talking about a young man who maybe spends two or three years in a program what you owe that school is to stay on track to graduate make sure you take care of business in the classroom and graduate because guess what it benefits you and it benefits the program because a college degree is not something to overlook I know a lot of people say that the value of degrees has been downgraded in this modern age I still don't see that. So, Jasheer Hardnett, my hat goes off to him. I thank him for his play this year. He'd been playing, I thought, relatively well, but he obviously was dissatisfied with his downturn in minutes, his role on this team, and decided, yeah, I'm out. So, We'll see if he's able to graduate, uh, maybe go take classes at another school and get that degree, or if he just stays in school at BYU, but I would doubt that because uh, if he's not showing up to practices, that means it's a pretty loud indication that, yeah, I'm, I'm out, I'm done with this. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on this. I do think it's a, it's a bad look for BYU. They're going to have to figure out a way to adjust to playing without him because you just lost 10 points a game on average, just under 11 points a game on average uh, from your line lineup and a team like BYU I get the points maybe aren't the issue because just sheer hard net was guys able to get buckets you got to play some defense and I thought he was one of the quicker guards on BYU's lineup he may not have been the tallest or the most athletic but he had speed and he was able to stay in front of guys and that's something BYU has struggled with this year so best of luck to just sheer hard net we'll be tracking it of course we'll update you with any other details that come out about his transfer what he what he decides to do ultimately if he decides to go to a new school, maybe pursue a pro career, whatever it may be, we'll have it covered for you here on Locked on Cougars. All right, we will step aside. We'll come back, talk a little BYU football. We've got some news and notes to cover for you today. Wanted to let you guys uh, get up to date on all of that. But real quick, I want to let you know, is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Your company could be mentioned right now, right here on this Locked on Cougars podcast. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors they hear on their podcast that they listen to. 
Our demographic here on the Locked On Podcast Network is 98% male with more education and earning potential than earning potential than traditional media audiences. So, of course, if you are interested in advertising to that specific demographic or any demographic in general, be happy to work with you here on Locked On Cougars. Have your company sponsored on this podcast. You can email me at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com or you can reach out to me on social media at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. My DMs are always open. I'd be happy to speak with you and I'd be privileged and honored to represent your brand or company. All right, we will step aside. We'll come back on the other side, like I said, and talk some BYU football. This is Locked On Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. You are locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on all things BYU. Going to talk some BYU football here. Before we do that, though, do want to remind you guys, if you did get a smart speaker for Christmas or during the holiday season, decided to upgrade your home and go with that so-called smart home look, you can tell your smart speaker, play podcast locked on Cougars. It's real simple, so check it out. All right, BYU football. Uh, some personnel notes we need to get to. We'll start off with a big honor for BYU freshman center James Empey. He was honored by the Football Writers Association of America as a freshman All-American by the FWAA. I'm a proud member of the FWAA. I was able to vote um, as part of the overall FWAA uh, staff or the polling public on their All-American teams overall. I did not, however, get to vote in this freshman All-American deal. There are 13 voters, 13, I guess, pundits that they that they poll to make these teams. And it's cool to see a freshman like James Empey being honored for his play. Of course, BYU came off of four years with T. John Karoma, who was a freshman All-American in his own right, a great player, a four-year starter. And it sounds like BYU may be set up for maybe a three- or four-year run with James Empey at that center spot. To think you have two players that could span almost the entirety of a decade at one of the more critical positions on an offense would be an awesome thing. And it's cool to see a kid like James Empey being rewarded for his play. He got married over the weekend, so congratulations to him on that. But it appears his football future, at least according to the national pundits, is very, very bright. So congratulations to James Empey, an FWAA freshman All-American. Uh, BYU is going to be set up on that offensive line to have some success going forward. It's a very young offensive line. They lost Austin Hoyt, the uh, steady right tackle. But the other four positions along that offensive line have returning starters. James Empey and Brady Christensen will be kind of leading that charge. Tristan Hodge as well at either of the guard positions, most likely right guard. So now you got to find fill those holes at both left guard and right tackle. I have faith that Jeff Grimes and Ryan Pugh, as well as Dallas Reynolds, 
they'll find the right guys, the right combo of guys to play those positions. And I'm expecting BYU's offensive line to have a better year this year than they, than they did this year. The better year next year than they did this year. Excuse me for the faux pas there. All right, so yeah, congratulations to James Ampey. It's a big opportunity there. Now, on to some other notes. We are losing two players, one permanently, another one just for a couple of years. We'll start off with the one permanently, Isaiah Armstrong, a BYU defensive back. I announced on his personal Twitter account that he is set to graduate this April and will pursue a graduate transfer for his final season of eligibility as a senior. His note read, the last three years I've spent playing for BYU have been nothing short of amazing. I will always be grateful to Coach Sataki and Coach Lamb for giving me an opportunity to play college football and earn a college degree. I will be graduating this April and will be eligible to become a graduate transfer for my senior season. I am now in the transfer portal and I am available to have contact with coaches from other universities. Thank you again to BYU, the coaches, and all of my teammates. I wish you all the best. It's a classy note. Um, if he's going to graduate, like I said in the previous segment with Jasheer Hardnett, he has fulfilled his, his end of the deal or the contract, if you want to use that term, with BYU football. Uh, Armstrong's had, had um, difficulty getting on the field consistently at BYU, and I can completely understand he wants an opportunity to play more readily and more heavily than he has previously. He's been mainly a contributor on special teams and seen spot duty at the safety positions for BYU. So best of luck to him. I know he's a California native, so maybe he transfers a little closer to home. Who knows where he ends up? We'll update you on that if we get word of it or, or when we hear of it. But congratulations to him on getting that degree, and best of luck to him going forward. It's similar to Jasheer Harden. I have nothing but... Uh, well wishes for him as he pursues his football future. I will not begrudge a young man for having an opportunity to pursue a chance to play. These kids have dreamed of this moment their entire lives, and when it doesn't work out at the school they initially went to, I don't begrudge them for saying, hey, I want to find a new start, especially if they have that degree in hand and get an opportunity to go have a fresh start, get an opportunity to play some more, and live out your childhood dreams. So best of luck to Isaiah Armstrong. All right, and then finally, the final note here with BYU football that we'll get to in this segment is one that I think is going to hurt a little bit, but I can understand why he's doing it, and that is Dallin Holker, BYU freshman sensation at tight end, former Lehigh High School standout, has decided to go on an LDS mission. Uh, we had talked to him, Jay Drew and I remember talking to him during the bowl preparations, and the question was asked of him, uh, are these guys on this roster, the freshman core, I'm talking about a gunner Romney, a Zach Wilson. Are you guys kind of set on playing together? You think about missions and Dallin Holker kind of hemmed and hawed about it. And apparently I'm guessing at that point, he'd already kind of thought about, Hey, I want to go on a mission. And he ultimately decided to do that. So, We'll see him in two years at BYU, expected to return in time for the 2021 season. Uh, I can't begrudge a young man for deciding to fulfill his religious uh, duties. And he's a good player, plain and simple. And I feel like BYU, he does hurt the depth of the tight end position that looked quite loaded going into next year. And as a reminder, starting tomorrow with our 100th episode, by the way, 100 episodes, just crazy to think about. We're going to start breaking down position groups. Maybe we'll start with the tight ends. Who knows? But he hurts the depth of what looked to be a loaded tight end group for BYU. 
It opens up an opportunity now for a guy like Moroni, Laulu Pututau, also a Hank Tui Pelotu. Guys uh, coming off injuries this season to have a bigger role in the offense once they re- return from injury. But Holker will be back uh, off a of mission and actually it may, may make a play for some added depth down the road. It hurts in the short term. I completely understand that. Matt Bushman will kind of be the focal point of BYU's tight end group being the lone guy who was healthy throughout the year and healthy is a loose term. You saw all the harnesses and wraps and everything he was wearing towards the end of the season. He's one of just a few guys to have over 500 receiving yards in his first two years. Looks like he's set up to have a big junior season. This should open up more uh, looks for him. But best of luck to Dallin Holker. We'll update you if and when we hear about where he's going to be serving his mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But like I said, best of luck to Isaiah Armstrong. Congratulations to Dallin Holker on making the decision to go on a mission. And then also uh, congratulations to James Empey on the FWAA All-American Citation. I think one of many to come, hopefully, for him in a BYU uniform. So there you go. Some of my thoughts in updates on the BYU football program. We will take our penultimate timeout here on the podcast and come back, wrap everything up on the show with quick hits where we hit on the news and notes we haven't had a chance to touch on in today's show to this point. That's all coming up next right here on Locked on Cougars. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome on back to Locked on Cougars. I'm Jay Catch. As we close out this Tuesday edition of the show, a reminder, tomorrow, 100th episode of the Locked on Cougars podcast. Absolutely wild to think that we've gone 100 episodes at this point, just breaking into the new year in 2019. But it's been an absolute privilege and an honor to bring this show to you. Um, feel free to let me know what you guys think of the podcast anytime. You can follow the show on Twitter, uh, Instagram or on Facebook at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you so desire to follow that, is at Jacob C. Hatch. It's my full name. I uh, appreciate your guys' continued support of the podcast. It is a blast to bring this to you guys each and every day, and hopefully you guys find it of worth and we become one of your staples when it comes to your commutes or getting up, getting up to date, your BYU sports consumption. It's just a ton of fun to bring this to you guys. I tell people all the time, they ask me, Is it tough to do every day? Honestly, it isn't. It's a passion project. It's fun to talk BYU. It's something I've covered professionally for a long time now, and this just goes hand in hand with what I've already been doing. So thanks again for your continued support, and it's a blast to bring this to you. All right, as we close out today's show, I've got two notes for you in quick hits we need to touch on. One involves a former BYU football player. Uh, Tanner Mangum, former BYU senior starting quarterback, has been invited to play in the Spiral Tropical Bowl, FB. 
FBS All-American game. That's a mouthful. On January 13th, that is this Sunday, is the fourth annual All-Star game to be played at Daytona Stadium in Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, game will be is scheduled for 10 a.m. Eastern time. That is 8 o'clock for those of you here along the Wasatch Front. So an early Sunday morning is when Tanner Mang will be in action. He'll be participating on the American team, which is coached by Todd Littlejohn. Uh, congratulations. I know Tanner has decided he's going to pursue pro football, however far he can do that. Uh, best of luck to him. This is an opportunity to showcase his skills. Of course, he was benched midway through the season in favor of BYU freshman Zach Wilson, at quarterback. But similar to kind of the conversation we've had earlier this season, or, or not earlier this season, earlier on the podcast with Jasheer Hardnett and Isaiah Armstrong, Tanner Mangum, he's on track if he hasn't already graduated, pursuing graduate work, and he's going to ch- choose to pursue professional football. Uh, do I expect him to have an NFL career? Maybe not necessarily, but he's taken every opportunity he can to go out there and show what he can do. He has had some incredible moments in a BYU uniform that BYU fans will forever remember. They'll live on in BYU highlight videos for decades to come. So let's not let's not denigrate what this young man's doing. I can I can't begrudge him for deciding I want to pursue football for however long I can do it. Um, I actually had a good friend on the podcast earlier this year, Hunter Hughes, if you remember that podcast, former Hawaii quarterback, a guy that never even played in a Hawaii uniform in a game, but he actually is pursuing pro football in France of all places. So these young men, they want to continue to play football. Well, there's opportunities for them, and I can't begrudge Tanner Mangum for taking this opportunity to play in the Spiral Tropical Bowl FBS All-American game this Sunday. You guys can check it out. Go to tropicalbowl.com. It'll be available to watch it on a live stream worldwide by a brought by the flowfootball.com broadcast partner of the Tropical Bowl. So go to flowfootball.com if you want to watch Tanner Mangum in action this Sunday morning before you go to sacrament meeting or whatever you decide to do on a Sunday. All right, one other note for you. BYU men's volleyball is going to be in action starting this weekend. They host two top 15 opponents at the Smith Fieldhouse to kick off their season starting Thursday night against number 7 Ohio State who's already 2-0 on the year. They'll follow that up with a game against or match against number 14 Ball State who is also 2-0. BYU hasn't played yet this year. They're ranked number 5. There are 13 players back on this year's roster including AVCA Newcomer of the Year Gabby Garcia Fernandez as well as freshman All-American Felipe Ferreira de Brito. BYU, they're picked to finish second in the MPSF this year. This is an opportunity this year for BYU to make another run in the national title. I feel like a national title has been a long time coming for BYU. This year's squad isn't necessarily thought to be as strong as some of the squads over roughly the last five to six years that BYU fans thought could win a national title, but the expectation remains the same for them to be in contention for a national title. And we'll be covering it for you. I'll have an opportunity to go down to BYU men's volleyball availability this afternoon. We'll get some thoughts from Coach Olmstead and some of the players on the upcoming season. We'll play those for you 
you as well. Uh, it's going to be a fun season ahead. BYU men's volleyball is similar to the women's volleyball. The environment at the Smith Fieldhouse is second to none. So go out and support the men's team as they start their season this week. All right, that is the show for today. Thanks again for joining me. If you are interested in sponsoring this podcast or advertising to our listeners here on Locked On Cougars, like I mentioned earlier, please email me at lockedonbyu at gmail.com. It would be awesome to represent your company or your brand to help bring it to a new media audience and let me know if you're interested in hearing more about that by emailing me at lockedonbyu at gmail.com all right we will be back tomorrow wednesday hump day edition of the show 100th episode of the show it's going to be a lot of fun we'll have everything in the latest byu news covered for you on this podcast as we always do thanks again for joining me i'm jay catch this has been locked on cougars for january 8th 2019listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.